Do you know what the problem with the NHL is sometimes? What? Why can't they have an even number of teams? Like, thir- like 31? Like, could it not wait for Seattle to do 32? Like, make it a nice even number? Well, it's your fault for wanting... For, for okay, what's why is your problem? Have put it this way: Why do you have a problem with odd numbers? Well, okay, so it's just dumb, right? Like for the playoffs, right? How how the hell are like you know you have certain divisions have more teams, certain divisions have less teams. The schedule's all mixed up, right? Because like um, the central plays like an extra game here or there against like a different. Um, uh, divisional point. Uh, it just doesn't seem like it's equal, right? If everything, if there's even number of teams, just makes sense, right? Thirty was a nice number for you know about a decade or and a half, and now we have thirty-one. But I'm just saying, you know, it's it's gonna be nice when it's thirty-two again. Sure, like yeah, I don't know. It's not a problem for me. <laughs> it's not a well, thing I, mean, I worry about. Well, like you look at like the other major sports, right? NFL, MLB, NBA. You know they've got nice round numbers, right? And I mean, I I get it. Like you know, when you're expanding, right? You can't be picky and expand like two at a time or four at a time. I mean, there was a time in the NHL when there was twenty seven teams, which was just like that's a weird number too. But or like twenty, I think they had twenty nine at one point too. But it just seems weird right now. It's thirty one. Man, I don't know why this is a problem for you. Honestly, that's just a, such a particular thing. Well, it's like, okay, does it not bother you that the Central Division has seven teams and all the other divisions have eight? No. Like, it <laughs> no, no, it does not no? bother me. No. So, I don't know. It, it just makes everything weird, right? Like, because, like, 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 what was it last year? Like the last gate, last day of the season, right? Everyone plays their last game, but one team has to sit out because you know there's an odd number of teams. I think it was Ducks last year, I think. And this is a problem. Why? Well, you know, like every team has to like play on the last. It's like um, MLS, like for soccer. Yeah. Sorry. For. <laughs> sorry, yeah, football. Real <laughs> football. Yeah. Right. They had decision day where everyone plays all on the same day. And that way, like, you know, um, like, for playoff implications, right? It just doesn't make sense that one team finishes the regular season a day earlier than everyone else. So, you know what? I, it, just, it just doesn't make sense to me. I wonder who's that team this year that, you know, gets to finish the regular season early. I mean, if you're a playoff contender, it's, like, an extra day off, though. So it's not a particularly yeah. bad thing. Yeah, but it's just not fair, right? Like, the Ducks didn't make the playoffs. It didn't really matter. But, I mean, like, it just doesn't seem, like, fair in the sense that, like, you know, this one team, you know, gets an extra day off. Well, not, well, you know, like, they just, they don't have to play on the last day of the season. Man, I just think it's just, it's just such a not, a non-problem. Like, you know, the NHL's in a good place when that's a problem. Yeah, it's it's a first world problem, that's for sure. Definitely. But you know, there's there's one good thing about the number thirty one. Um, that that's because you know today's episode thirty one, and today we could talk about the thirty one NHL teams in the NHL. You mean thirty one optics? Yes, and let us start this podcast.
You're listening to the Bag of Pucks podcast, part of the National Podcast Network. Thirty-one hot takes with your host Jeffrey. Well, you know, when I realized that this is a lot to go through, and we'll try to keep it under an hour. Um, there's no guarantees, but um, if you've opened up this podcast, you know how long this podcast is going to be. So, uh, strap yourselves in, Austin. And we're going to run through all the teams through alphabetical order. I'll give you the hot take, and you know, we'll just quickly discuss about it. We'll I want to talk about the, the Islanders and the Kings hot take, though. Those are the two I really want to talk about. Well, well. You know, we'll go through all of them. I think each team deserves equal respect, and uh, not just because of the Kings and the Islanders. All teams are fair, but some teams are more fair than the other teams. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, we got we got to start. Okay, so alphabetical order. First one, Anaheim Ducks. Um, my well, the hot take is that they're actually. Um, I think they're going to make the playoffs, or at least challenge. They'll be like the. Challenge for the wild card spread. They're not going to be out early. They're going to be right there, and I, I, I think they might even make the the playoffs. So what I'm hearing is John Gibson is just going to carry a team on his back. Yeah, like how he carries your uh, fantasy team. Fully, him and Tarasenko and Sagan. Yeah, well, I think well for Gibson, right? If he's healthy, they can do it. And like I, they don't look like they have a really good team, but I mean. Like they've started off well, they've got. I think it's all going to be de- depending on their like their internal development of their young forwards, and you know they can carry them all the way to the the playoffs, especially in such a weak division as the Pacific right now. So like, I'm going to take an anti hot take here. Yeah, the it's not dependent on their young guys. It's dependent on their goalie. But yeah, but like I don't. Well, I don't think people would think that they're a playoff team. But you know, I like even if you. Discount the start that they've had so far. I think the Ducks are going to surprise some teams, and you know they're gonna, like they always play hard. And I, I still think that Dallas Eakin factor. You know he could, you know, working with players that you already worked in the with the San Diego goals. I think that's what they're called. Like that relationship he has already is going to help those younger guys. You know, develop and play well for him at the NHL level. Man. I don't know. I'm, the thing with Dallas Eakins is he's he's good, but like he hasn't been able to produce on the NHL level. Well, he's at one chance, right? And that was with the Oilers, so that doesn't really count. I, I guess. I don't know. I just have a... It's bad thing to say, but I just have a, a bias, I guess, in a way. You just don't like Dallas Eakins? I just think he's like a he's the quadruple A of coaches. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this is his second chance, so we'll give him a chance. But you know, I have a feeling, um, you know, the Ducks might make the playoffs. Um, yeah, you know what? If they do, it's not. I can live with it. All right, what's the next one? Okay, this is next is Arizona, who I think most people think would make the playoffs, but um. For our hot take here, it's not about the playoffs. It's um, Darcy Camper is going to play more games than Anti Ranta. Okay, that's not a hot take, Jeffrey. No. Well, well, I had a super spicy hot take would be Eric Comrie plays more games than Anti Ranta. 
That is a spicy hot take. I just don't know how uh, how accurate it is. Well, I mean, I don't think Rantis played a game yet, right? Like, we're recording Friday night, I think. Rantis starting tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, like, but he's he did some like he did a conditioning stint down in um, Tuscan with the Roadrunners, that they're called? Tucson. Tucson, whatever. But, yeah, like, I don't know if he's going to play a lot. Like, especially with Kemper signing that extension with um, Arizona. Like, last week he said, right, you you want to play the goalie that gets paid more. I mean, I get that Renta's game paid more than Kemper this year, but next year, Kemper gets paid more. So, what, what you said with, like, Koskinen and Smith last episode, Kemper will probably play more games than Ranta. I, can, I don't know if that's a hot take, but okay. Let's keep going. All right. Next one. We'll go to Boston. Um, the Marshawn-Bergeron-Pasternak line is not going to be the most common even strength line the Bruins roll out. And Ooh, that's spicy. What is it? You've piqued my attention. Well, I don't think that they're going to stay together. I think they're going to eventually split. Like, there were times when they did um, – Marshawn, Bergeron, Heinen, and then the second line was the Brusque, Krejci, Pasternak. And they kind of did that in the playoffs when, you know, they're trying to get Pasternak some extra ice time because, you know, Marshawn and Bergeron play quite a bit already on the penalty kill as well. So they try, they kind of switch up the lines like that sometimes after a penalty kill. But I think, I think the NHL is going to finally solve them. Like, these super lines, like, you know, we've heard of, like, the Landeskog, um, McKinnon Ranton in line. That line splits up a couple of times during the season. You mean like the Dry Settle, McDavid, and Body line? Yeah, but like, I think, well, Boston has good depth. So I don't, it's like the Colorado, they always had to split that lineup because they didn't have much depth. But I also think, I think those teams are eventually going to figure out how to beat the Marshawn Bergeron. Pasternak line. And, well, there's also a good chance that, you know, Bergeron or Krejci are going to get injured. They're getting up there in age, and they're going to have to spread up the offense eventually. So I, I think, like, for the last three years, um, the Marshawn Bergeron Pasternak line has been the most common even strength line the Bruins roll out. So yeah. Get 10%. But uh, I, I think it's going to be beaten by another line this year. I don't think that's going to be the most common line. Okay, what's what's the suggestion here? Who do you think what, what do you mean suggest? Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, the most common line yep. for Boston? Yep. Well, I was just going to say not the Bergeron Pasternak, but um, I think it's going to be DeBrusque, Krejci, Pasternak. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Because I think Marjan and Bergeron are a pairing. Yeah. And you insert the third guy there. But um, like I think that that's going to be a rotating like group. Like, they'll probably put Pasternak back up there, but I think they're going to need to spread out their offense a little bit. I feel Bergeron's probably haven't hit it. I, I think it's bad to say, but you'll, it's common trend throughout this episode, I think. But I, I think Bergeron's going to have an injury. But uh, That's so, not nice. And I, but I, I, there's all, they also don't have a fourth line this year, which I think can like, stick together for the entire season. Because they had a pretty good fourth. Like, um, back then, they had, like, Schaller... Um, a Corrali Achari or something like that and that stayed fairly consistent but they, their bottom six is too you know everyone's too similar for them to you know keep a fourth line together so I think it's going to be the 
Krejci, Pashnak, uh, the Brusk line, I think, is going to be the most common. Okay, let's move on then. Okay, next one. Buffalo Sabres. Less than half the active roster will be signed for the 2020-2021 season. Ooh. It, it, it's not really... If you look at the cap friendly for Buffalo, it's not a really hot take, except for the fact, you know, people can sign extensions because, like, right now it looks like um, after the season, the Sabres are going to clear the books, right? Um, they only have 10 players that are currently signed in for next season. Eichel, Skinner, Ocpozo, Johansson, Ristolainen, Miller, McCabe, Dalene, Yoki Harju, and Hutton. So, I mean, like, that's less than half your active roster if you're carrying extra skaters. But I think that number is going to decrease. I think one of those guys could be moved on to... I don't really see many of their RFAs or UFAs being re-signed yeah. right away. So, uh, it's not really a hot take, but I think... Like you don't, it's it's hard to see that, right? Like you didn't see Buffalo as being a team that had so many people, like so many contracts coming off the books. Um, at the end of the season, yeah, you know, they could be big players, or you know, they might just try to resign some of their own guys. Do you want a hot take? I got a hot take for you for Buffalo. Oh, a sec, an extra hot take. A oh, get ready for take? this one. At some point during the season, Jack Eichel will privately demand a trade. Is that a hot take or what? So we all know we all know that Jack Eichel is a competitor. He doesn't like he like he's very vocal about losing, right? Yeah. I think he sees this and sees, you know what, there's really not many, you know, high end prospects hanging around the team. Like we got prospects, right? Like they're just not they're just not high end. And mm-hmm. he's just thinking, you know what, like Pozo starting to get he's going to get older and older, and Jeff Skinner is still at his prime. That's good, but he's not getting much help. And Ristolainen wants to be gone too. And their defense, besides Dalin, is a is a question mark at best. Goaltending is at best, and there's no like he doesn't see a future there. And I think at some point he says, you know what, move me to a contender. Well, I mean, he just. Well, he's just started the second year of his eight-year, ten million, eighty million dollar contract. Yep. So, is it a bit pre? I guess it's a hot take because that's quite premature to ask for a trade request. But I, I don't know. I think he's going to give it at least a season, right? You want to see if Sam Reinhardt works out, what they're going to do with all that camp space at the end of the season, and see if they actually can build a contender around him. I mean, Dalene's not a bad cornerstone to work with. It's not, and, but the thing is. Sam Reinhardt is not what they need. They need more than just Sam Reinhardt. And well, they don't have, have they don't have any depth. Would you consider like Casey Middlestad as someone that could eventually, you know Maybe in three or four years. But does he want to wait three or four years? I don't think he wants to wait three or four years. Well, I mean what, he's like twenty two? Twenty two He's twenty two, he's, he's young, young. he's young, he's, he's young, but Still, I don't. He's got six years. I don't. Think, right? I don't think he. I think he doesn't care. He just wants to win right now, all the time. Okay, you know that that is an interesting take. I think, especially for a guy in his second year of his con, like eight year extension, captain of the team. But I, I mean, we'll never know if it's true until years later because you said that he'll ask privately, so we'll probably never hear about it. Well, yeah, it's going yeah, to be very, like, private. It's not going to be, like, out there 
like demand. I don't think he's going to go out and ask for a trade. I don't think so. Because I think he would be a bit too much of a distraction for the team. Well, yeah, especially being the captain. So yeah, it, 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 it's a risky, it's a risky hot take, but we'll take it. It's it's an extra, it's an extra spice. It's muy caliente. Yes. All right, moving on. Um, Calgary Flames. Um, the hot take is Travis Hamnick and TJ Brody aren't traded, but the only one to sign an extension will be Hamnick. So TJ Brody goes out on. Uh... He goes free agency. free agency. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. That's not bad. I mean, like the talk was like Brody was going to get traded because until Valimaki tore his ACL, I think so. That's why he's out. But like, I I look at Brody's been passed in the depth chart by everyone. Well, not everyone, but almost a lot of players, right? Yeah. Like Rasmus Anderson, Noah Hannafin. I think Yusuf Alamaki might, if he wasn't injured this year, but I think by the end of this year, he would have been in the top four. So I think TJ Brody is just an extra point. Like, he's just uh, a guy they don't need to have, right? Especially like a top four defenseman. So, and I think, like, he's been probably playing on his offside. He's been playing on the right side. Yeah. But it looks like Rasmus Anderson has taken that top. Um, spot with Mark Giuliano so like he's no longer needed and I think to keep Hamnick over Brody um, probably first off because I think um, they gave up so much for Hamnick in that trade with the Islanders that you know I get he got three years of service out of him but I think just for like the PR purpose it just looks better if they keep Hamnick I guess Yeah. but um also, I just think that um, it's kind of like ha- they want to be tougher. Yeah. So I think the Flames would rather go with Hamannick over Brody. Even though Hamannick's not a tough guy, but he's a guy who can, you know, mix it up if he yeah. needs to. So I got a hot take for the Flames as well. Oh, a second extra hot take? Oh, please. I got a few hot takes. Okay. Ron Lucic, at some point this season, will have a Gordie Howe hat trick. Uh, I I guess that's a hot take in the sense that he has to score a goal, right? Yeah, the goal part's hard, but the fighting part really not that part. He gets a Gordie Howe yeah. at some point during the season. Well, he also has to get an assist too, I guess, right? Yeah. Which is probably you have to ask him to pass the puck. You you have to ask him to handle the puck, right? Shooting the puck isn't hard for him; it's handling the puck. But you know, I I think he has a chance. I mean, if he if he stays stays on the power play, he's got a chance to get the assist, gets a goal, and then you know maybe he'll get a. He'll probably get to fight it easily. But. All right. Yeah. Next one. Uh, we're just zooming by these ones. We're going to try our best. Uh, Carolina. Uh, Jake Gardner. I have to make it about the Leafs, but uh, Jake Gardner has more points than Tyson Berry at fight the end of the season. Oh. Third, third pairing defenseman, Jake Gardner. Uh, Tyson Berry, who doesn't play on the power play. <laughs> Oh, right. I mean, he plays on a power play before, like, 20 seconds every game, every power play. Like, uh, I think Jake Garner's on the top. Well, Jake Garner, they're currently at Jake Garner um, on top power play unit with the Canes. But when Barry was first traded to the Leafs, I thought, oh, Barry would go on the first power play unit. Riley will focus more on, like, the penalty kill, playing down the more shutdown minutes, right? But yeah. they've kept Riley up on the top unit. Man, honestly, I don't. Babcock hasn't been playing 
the second power play unit really much. He'd rather let the big boys go. But I just see, like Tyson Berry's playing with Jake Muzzin. Sometimes they've been the shutdown unit at times over to Riley CC. So I don't know. I just think that Tyson Berry isn't going to get that chance. Like I haven't really seen him jump up into play as much. Yeah. Unless they're losing. But you I don't see that the offensive weapon that Barry was in Colorado. So I, I think Jake Garner just might get more points than uh, Tyson Barry. Okay. All right, all right, all right. N- nothing to comment about that? You just think that's uh, interesting? Yeah, that, I'm speechless. That's just a good hot take. Okay. All right, next one. Chicago. Uh, another goalie one similar to uh, the Arizona one. Uh Colin Delia plays more games than Corey Crawford. Oof. You know what? Because of his injury history, I could see that. But I don't think Colin Delia plays uh, more games. They bring in someone. Well, they have Robin Leonard, but like I just didn't get it. Like, they signed Colin Delia. Right, they have Robin Leonard. Yeah, Robin Leonard's going to play more than Corey Crawford. Well, that's the thing, right? How come Corey Crawford play, has played both games already? Um, I think he played both games of the Global Series, I think. But why did they... Like, I thought it was going to be a timeshare, right? Or they wanted to see if, you know... I, I, I just didn't get why they put Crawford in for both games and not Leonard. I mean, it's a timeshare. So at the end of the day, we were looking at the end of the seasons. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to see at least like one game from each of your quote-unquote starting goalies? Like, Well, I guess a part of that is just they want to see the rigor if, if you know, Corey Crawford can handle the rigor of uh, two game two games like that, right? Well, they're, they're separated because they're over in the Czech Republic, right? And then they flew back to... I can't remember if they flew back to Chicago or San Jose, but... It's like, like North America, yeah. Yeah, like... And like I, I when he signed Colin Delia to that what three year three million dollar extension, right? Yeah. I don't think the goal was for them to have him just buried in the minors. And so I like, mean, I'm the cap it after he gets buried is like what, like two hundred fifty thousand? Like it's nothing. I know, but they, I think they thought he was going to be the backup. I don't like. I think they thought Corey. I think they the Blackhawks think Crawford isn't going to be playing anymore, and so that's why. They got Robin Leonard, but now Crawford is playing. But I think you're right that the injury history makes me hesitant. That um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they, I think maybe year two, year three, they may be considering it more of him playing. But right now, I think Crawford and Leonard are the tandem in that. Yeah, but I, I just don't see Crawford playing more than say like 15, 20 games, and then by then, Colin Delia will play like all the backup minutes for him while Leonard's the starter. All right. Okay. Next one, we'll stick with goalies, and we'll go over to Colorado. Um, Philip Grubauer finishes top ten in wins by goalies. Oh, I don't know about that one. Like our league was pretty. We don't have much expectations for Grubauer. He was picked in the sixteenth round. Well, we talked about him in our fantasy in our fantasy episode that you know Grubauer is you know. A sleeper pick, I would say. He's the thing is with Grubauer, it's just like it depends on the team, right? Yeah, like he's a, I'd say he's a mid-level starter. Yeah, 
Well, and if he gets top ten and wins, it's not because of him, right? It's not like the Ducks, right? The Ducks are quite the opposite example. If they were in the playoffs, you would say, "Oh, John Gibson carried them," right? Yeah. If you have the Avalanche, you'd be like, "Ah, it's been more of a team effort," mm-hmm. right? So, so, do you think Grubauer is going to have thirty wins this season? Thirty wins, yes. So that basically, like last year, if you had thirty wins, you'd be top ten. The year before that, to be top ten, you need thirty-one wins. Uh, maybe he gets top ten. Maybe. Well, I just think like between him and was it Pavel Frankuz? I can't even pronounce that name. But between him and Grubauer, right? Who's going to get the majority of starts? And uh, the Avalanche, oh, Grubauer, yeah. yeah, and the Avalanche have a probably one of the better teams in the Central, given the parity there. But they've got a like a pretty good team there. So if you know, it's just going to be you know. By extension of having a good team, Grubauer is gonna, you know, be a benef- benefit from all those wins. That's what, that's that's all I'm saying. I think. I think though later off later on the season, they're gonna let Frank Kuz play a bit more. Yeah. Just to, just to you know have him have a bit more like rest because Frank Kuz plays play, used to play at a high level, right? Like he used to play for. Tractor, I think. Let me double check. Yeah, he used to play for Tractor, and he was solid at Tractor, right? Thirty-five games, one point eight GA, nine forty-six eight percentage. Like, it's a great. And you know, he played last year in the Eagles for for the AHL. Struggled a bit more. I think it was two point six eight nine eighteen. But the Eagles as a whole struggled. So I mean, like, I think he played he played well for what we needed, right? And. The backup in AHL is Spencer Martin, and he was a 902, right? It's like, there's just a rough year all around for the team. So he plays very well. And I think this year, I, I think he they give him a bit more responsibility. I think the team is gearing up for a playoff run, and I think they would like Grubauer to be more rested up for the for the season, right? I think my, my issue is that Grubauer has never played a lot, right? Yeah. First. True. Three, first couple seasons in NHL, 17, 22, 24, 35, 37 games played. Like, there's always been a bit of a timeshare, and I think this year it wouldn't be out of the ordinary to see Guevara play maybe 45, 50 games. Yeah. Well, my concern is, like, as much as Guevara hasn't played a lot of games, Francuz has played even less games. So, like, Guevara is still going to get the majority of the starts. Like I well, no. If you look at Frank Kuz, though, last year he played, I think it was forty-seven games in the AHL. Yeah, but I think that's it's different, right? Between the AHL and the NHL, like I think. Well, I mean, in Tractor, he played for he played thirty-five games, right? Yeah. So. So like he can probably pull off twenty-five easy. Yeah. So or thirty easy. Yeah. So I'm like I'm not saying Grubauer is going to play like 60, 70 games or something like that, but he's going to play a majority of these games and. He's going to benefit. Oh, yeah. He, I'm, I'm not denying. He, like, he's the backup. Yeah. So, like, Grubauer like, plays, like, 50, 55 games. He wins 30 of them. It's not too far off, I think. I can live with that. Yeah. Okay. You ready to move on to the next one? What's the next one? Um, kind of another goalie one. It's just kind of a streak here. But uh, Blue Jackets will have the highest goals allowed out of all 31 teams. Oh, that's a super hot take. Well, okay. I know, like, Columbus plays hard. You have to give it to them, right? Like, 
they're they're a strong physical team and you know they they've they've played well defensively but how much of that was them and how much of that is Bobrovsky like like when you look at do they have the weakest goaltending tandem out of the entire NHL this season you know what I thought you said the Blues <laughs> The Blue Jackets, yeah, they give up the most goals. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it was like the Blues. The Blues gave up the most amount of goals. Like, nah, but yeah, I can see that. The Blue Jackets, yeah. I get there's always the Senators and the Red Wings, but like, and like, okay, Rowinski and Jones, Savard and Murray, like, that's a a pretty good, you know, top four defense. But we've got Corpusalo and a guy that. Another name I can't pronounce. Um, Merzukin? Or we'll call him Elvis. We'll just call him Elvis. Like, that has got to be the weakest goaltending tandem in the entire NHL. So, like, as much as you're talking Um, Is it? Can you name a a goalie tandem that's worse than that? Uh, Anderson and whoever the backup is. Nelson? I, I, I I think Anderson is better than both of them. Really, I think Nelson's better than both of them. Really, yeah. Like Corpusalo, that is a hot take right there. Like, okay, Corpusalo is good. Was 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 good in those old NHL sixteen fifteen games. You know, he had like starter potential, but um, he he hasn't looked good at all in Columbus for for the last last year or two, and. Like, time will tell. Like, I think Columbus has a good system. They've got a good top four, but, you know, they're not going to get those timely saves anymore from Bobrovsky. So, I think they're just going to be letting goals left and right and center. So That's a hot take, I gotta say. Like, it's, like they're, go- they're not going to be the worst team in the NHL, but they're just not going to... They're not going to be keeping the puck out of their net. All right. All right. We'll keep going. Okay. Dallas. All right. Dallas... Sakara and Perry won't play more than forty-one games each this season. Okay, that's not a hot take. My hot take was the opposite. That okay. Perry played yeah. sixty-five games plus. Do you know Perry hasn't started to play the game yet this season? That's the hot take right there. Okay. What? What? Why? What? What makes you feel that Perry and Sakara, after coming, not Sakara, Sakara's going to be hurt at some point this season. Sakara's basically fragile. Um, Corey Perry, I think he knows that. His body can't take playing as like as power forwardy as he used to, and he takes a bit of a, more of a leadership third line scoring role, more than yeah. becoming that pest he always was. And I think that will do well for his body. Mm-hmm. Well, being a pest, you know, being a I pest is being... not good for your body because people hate you. They start hitting you harder. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, we'll see where he ends up in the lineup, I think, with Dallas. Like, I don't know. Like, third line score seems to be the role that he'll end up playing. But, like, he'll probably get some power play minutes as well, I, I, I would assume. But my concern is just, like, like, is there something wrong in Dallas where, like, they just can't keep people healthy? Like, last year they couldn't keep a single defenseman healthy for the longest time. And... Like, okay, you you wanna, let's. I'm gonna branch off of hot takes for this one, okay? Okay. Do you want conspiracy theory? Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll sidetrack into a conspiracy theory. 
Julius Honka doesn't want to sign up the stars because he knows there's something wrong with the training staff and he wants to stay healthy. I think he distresses the coaching staff more than the, than the training medical staff, but okay, we'll go with yours. Like, you can publicly say that, right? But I think there's conspiracy. Conspiracy. Well, you know, maybe. Like, I, like it's just weird, right? Dallas, like, <laughs> the start of the season, they're already down, like, what, six, seven guys already? Well, like, partly because they have an old team, right? Yeah, but like that's part of the reason. That's not the whole reason. I'll tell you that much. I mean, Stephen Johns has was out the entire season last year, and he's still out. Martin Hansel just seems prepared. Well, Martin Hansel's just you know injury prone, but he just seems. I, I have. I don't think I've really seen him in a Dallas jersey really since he's been we've been like he's since he's gone there. Yeah, not really. Yeah, you're right. So, like, I I hope Perry can play whatever he said sixty games. I mean, he gets two, like two hundred fifty k for every ten games he plays. I think, based on his contract. Yeah. But, uh, which is nice, but um, yeah, I I just don't know if Perry's going to make forty one games. Actually, like I think he does. Like the fact that he hasn't started playing yet, like he's going to need to get some conditioning. Like I'd be surprised. He probably play a couple of games, go back on the air, and then come back type of thing. But. Who knows? I, I like. I hope Perry does do well, but I just have a bad feeling about it. They could benefit. He could benefit from some load management, honestly. Like the NBA, like just have him not play back to backs. Yeah, and like I think that Dallas has enough. You know, they've got some. They've got depth recovered. I feel. Yeah, but my only worry is just just that. Like with a lot of teams right now, they don't have the option of carrying extra players because they don't have enough cap. Yeah. So hopefully they can somehow, you know, get him back into, you know, his his Ducks days, pre like her, it's early Duck days, but uh, it, it's a risk. But we'll, we'll move on to now to um, the Red Wings. Um, I don't know. I can't really know. It's call it a hot take, but um, uh, I put down that the uh, Iserman's ready to start being the dumping ground for the expansion draft. What do you mean by the dumping ground? Well, okay, I think teams know now, like, especially with Vegas, right? Vegas screwed over everyone. So I think teams are, like, my original thought with the expansion draft was, like, if trades were going to be made, it would be between the other, like, the active teams already. Like, they'll trade, like, oh, I want to protect this guy. Or, like, I want to, I don't think I have the space to protect this guy for all my protectors list, but I don't want to lose him for nothing. And I don't want to trade with, Vegas, so I'll trade him to another team and get like prospects or players back, but that never really happened. So, Eisenman, I think, is gonna be the one to start that trend where you know teams are gonna be like, Oh, um, I want to protect this guy, but I can't, but I want to get some value out for him, so I'll trade him to Detroit. Um, yeah, you can go with that, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, Detroit, if like they've got. A lot of contracts coming off the books, and I, I get that the expansion draft's not not for another two years. But I think teams are going to start looking for, like they're starting to take into consideration the expansion draft. You're seeing a lot of no trade clauses being or no movement clauses cutting off right at like before the expansion draft, like the Joe Pavelski deal. Yeah. So, like I think teams are wary of that and. 
I think Detroit, they're going to be that team where, you know, maybe they'll take on a couple of, like, longer-term contracts because they're not ready to compete anytime soon. But, like, have those veterans that have not great contracts, they have the cap space, they can try to figure out who they want from their core. And then, you know, maybe get some picks, some capital. I think Eisenman's quite he was quite creative when he was with the Lightning. So I see him do something similar to that um, this year and probably into next year as well. All right. Yeah, I don't have a hot take for this one, surprisingly. Okay. All right, next one. This one is very easy for hot takes, but um, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, the hot take is none of their undrafted wingers that they have will score more than 10 goals or play more than 10 games with Conor McDavid. Okay, okay, okay. Let's so I've got an even hotter take for this one. Okay, well, let me let me finish this. Okay, so so the guys currently on the roster that um, are undrafted and were presumably signed so that they could, maybe one of them might fit with McDavid, uh, Haas, Nygaard, Russell, Cave, and Curry. I don't think any of them are going to score more than 10 goals, and I don't think any of them are going to get a chance to play with Connor. Nah, that's not much of a take, I think. Right, like, they signed all these guys to hopefully, you know, play with McDavid, and, you know, they all end up being on the third line, or fourth line, or in the AHL, basically. All right, you ready? Yeah. Zach Cassian scores 20 goals this season. Ah. Uh-huh. We broke Jeffrey. Okay, that okay. Just because he's playing on the top line now, doesn't mean he'll be playing on the top line next week. I know, but I think by All Star break, he scores fifteen, and then he just tops it up with twenty. So like he he's just got the cushy job right now playing with McDavid, right? Like he's got three yep. goals in four games. You know, getting to play with McDavid, you know, you're gonna score goals and you know you're gonna get points. So you know, it might it might not it might not be the hottest take, right? Just because you know he's got a cushy job right now. Twenty goals scorer Zach Cassian, mark it in the books, put the money on it. Well, I mean he's like he scored fifteen goals last year, probably not playing with as much with Connor McDavid. So you know, I, it's a plausible. I, I, it'd be interesting. It's gonna be like kind of Cassian's kind of like what Lucic couldn't do, play with McDavid. Oof, that's harsh. Right, like. Lucic was brought in to play with McDavid, and now turns out they had a guy all along, Zach Cassian. So I'm telling you right now, okay. 20 goal scorer Zach Cassian. Yeah. Well, well, do you know Brett Connolly also scored 20 goals last season? That was the one. That was the one thing when I was doing the prep that I did not realize. So we're talking about the Florida Panthers now. Um, Brett Connolly. Well, the hot take here is um, Owen Tippett is going to score more goals than Brett Connolly. And I realized that Brett Connolly had scored 22 goals last year with the Capitals. Okay, yeah. So I was like, why did Florida give Connolly, what, four years at 3.5, I think? It, it, yeah. it was a big contract. I was like, why? But then I looked at the stats. I was like, oh, wait, he had, 20, he had 22 goals last year. Okay, that kind of makes a little bit more sense. But I, I, I don't know. I just don't think – Connolly, he finally had more than 100 shots. He's got a ridiculous shooting percentage, but now that how ridiculous is ridiculous, Jeffrey? Well, it's more than fifteen percent for a guy who doesn't shoot the puck much. Like, I think the year before that he had like 
a 25% shooting per 20. It was like, it was in the 20s. It was like not realistic. So I think, and like the thing with Florida, like they always tinkered their lines, right? Like one game, Dadnoff's on the top line. The next game, he's on the third line. Hoffman's up on the top line, then he's back on the third line. Like there's going to be so much tinkering. And I think the one thing Con- why Conley did well with the Caps was that he was always with Burkowski and Eller. Like it was consistent, he had stability. And I think he's going to get messed up with the tinkerings. And I think they're going to call up Owen Tippett. Um, you know, Owen Tippett's going to play play well, score a lot of goals. And Florida's going to realize that, hey, they had Owen Tippett all along. They didn't really need Brett Connolly. That's a pretty hot take. Like, I don't know. I always thought Brett Connolly was like a penalty killer, like a more like rugged power forward. But he really doesn't hit. He doesn't, like, he's really an offensive type of player. And I, Think they they could have just went with Owen Tippett instead of dash um dishing out three and a half million per for four years for Brett Connolly. But I mean Tippett's not even on the team right now, so I'm, I could be completely wrong. I don't think he's gonna get called up this season. No. No. That's my hot take. Yeah, well, it's not really a hot take. I mean he like he just came out from the O, so like maybe he'll play he'll he'll probably stay in the minors, but yeah, I, that it's why it's a hot take, right? Like you, like Tippett probably won't make it out the A this year, but you know my hot take is that he will and score some goals. All right, let's move on. All right, well, do I'll, I'll let you start since we're going alphabetical. Um, answer your favorite team. So, buddy, here we go. So, I thought that Jack Campbell uh, was a super sleeper goalie pick. And I think by the end of the season, he's the starter. Did you pick him? I didn't pick him. Did anyone pick him in the in your fantasy league? Uh, no. But that's because he's still so back that- up. John the Quick was taken. Oh. I think by the end of it, he is uh, he's the starter. He's played well. He's played very well. Yeah. And like he was playing great last season. He still continues to play pretty solid. And I think by the end of the season, Jonathan Quick will be the 1B, and Jack Campbell will be the 1A. That, like, that's the thing. Like, Jonathan Quick has that body of work. He right? does. But he, I know he, he didn't play, he's played one game a season, uh, Jack Campbell, and it wasn't that great, like stats wise. But if you were watching him play, he played very well last season. Mm-hmm. I think he pulls in 45 games this season. And will that be because Jonathan Quick sucks? Or is it because Jonathan Quick is on is on the IR? Both. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of I agree with you, Jack Campbell. Probably, I think he is a better um, goaltender. And, I mean, it's taking what, how, how many years for him to finally develop into the potential that he had? I mean, look at Tim Thomas, though, right? Yeah, like, he, he's a very, very late blo- like Well, not that late. I mean, he's still in his 20s, but he's still quite a late bloomer, I think, Jack Campbell. But, you know, I think... Um, yeah, I, I agree with your hot take there. It'll, it'll kind of suck to see Jonathan Quick go out like that, but, you know, they're in good hands with Jack Campbell for their uh, rebuild there in L.A. All right. That's my big uh, one there. Okay. Well, I think it's uh, this would be a good time to, uh, you know, talk about our sponsor, uh, Anchor. Oh boy, it's time to sell out. My favorite. 
And we're back. So what's next, Jeffrey? Well, next we've got next. Well, okay, let me make sure. Because okay, I was typing out these teams. I, I had to make sure they were in alphabetical order, and I wasn't hundred percent sure. But we're moving on. Jeffrey to doesn't know his alphabet. Ha ha ha. Okay, if you're if you have to ever alphabetize something, like put something in alphabetical order, do you count up the letters in the alphabet? Like, do you start from like A or something? No, I type it all in Excel and sort it. Fine. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next, we'll talk about Minnesota Wild. The hot take is uh, Miku Koivu retires at the end of the season. The hot take is they don't finish between 7th and ninth. <laughs> <gasps> but they didn't did finish seventh, like between 7th or 9th last year either, did they? They're just, like, they're just like a middling team though, right? That's the issue. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think Mika Koivu doesn't want to be a part of that. Like he he's in the last year of his contract. He had played. He didn't play. He didn't have. He had a lot of injuries last season as well. I don't see a point of him coming back for his age thirty seven season. And you know, for a guy who's been the captain for so long, you know, the longest serving Wild for like the the rare one team NHL play like one team player. Like I think they just. They, he should, I think it'll be a good sending off. You know, he retires first number, like the sorry, the second number to be retired in the Wilds history. They retired number one for their fans after the first season. Okay, I'm not but, sure uh, about this one. I'm just coming yeah. up with this one, but this one could be interesting. I think he does a one year deal with Contender next year and then retires. Like, see, the thing with me is just like, for a guy, like, like for a guy who plays his entire career with one team, like I, I don't see him pulling off an Alfredson and going over to Detroit Red Wings and playing with his Swedish com- compatriots. But look at like, Corey Perry. But I mean, he, Corey, sees, he sees Corey Perry and goes, "You know what? Corey Perry got bought out. Still, he could have retired, right? I think he goes, you know what." I've worked so many years. Why not try to win a, win a ring? Screw it. Yeah, but the fans love Perry, me anyways. Perry was like, what, 33? Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't know. It's just... This is a one-year deal. I, I just think that he just retires. Like, it just seems like a good sending off, you know? Retired. Next season, his number is retired. You know? Or, like, the last game of the season, they retire his number. It just, it's just, like, two storybook to not have. But, you know, maybe maybe he does. Maybe he pulls off, like, a sack of Koivu. Like, his brother, you know, goes to um, Anaheim. Are they related? I don't think they're related, man. Are they not? I thought they're brothers. No. Okay. I don't think they're related at all. Oh, they have to be. No. They're not? You know okay, what? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It is his younger brother. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> like, how many... Okay, I get people can have the same last names, but how many Koi Vus are there in the world? You know what? I looked at their face, and I was like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on. Next one is... Well, oh, Saka Koi Vu's old team, the Montreal Can- Canadiens. Uh, what a segue! Wow, yeah. Okay, Victor Mete will double. Will double. Du- well, sorry, Victor Mete will double the number of career professional goals he has. That means he'll have two goals this season. Yeah, I was like, um, 
not really a high bar we're setting here, are we? Well, okay. Well, okay. He said he's played. He's in his third season and he has zero goals. Yeah. Granted, he doesn't take a lot of shots. He plays with Shea Weber, and from the that Montreal Toronto game, it's clear that all he has, all his job is just to pass the puck and let Weber just shoot howitzers at the goalie. So, will he ever get a goal? Yeah, but like I'm sure an empty net chance will eventually appear. <laughs> oh, it, well, he needs two empty net goals to you know double the career professional goal. That's really not asking too much of him. Well, I don't know. I like. I mean, like, didn't he get a goal pulled back once? Like, or like he missed an empty net by like inches, and the entire like team was like, "Oh." Yeah, but no, I, I still think I still think he he, he gets five. Five? Okay. I, I was gonna say three, but you know, if you you go five, I'll go three. We'll see at the end of the season, and we'll wager that you know, we'll bet that they score more than two goals this season. Okay. All right. Next one. Uh, Nashville. Uh, hot take is uh. Nashville goes big, goes for these trade deadline pickups, and falls short again of the conference final. So what Nashville pulls in Nashville? Basically, yeah. So my question here is, do they put up another banner <laughs> for, for being the Western Conference loser? Like, no, Western Conference regular season Champions. I I think they've got enough flack for that that they probably won't do that again. But <laughs> like, okay, like the thing is that like if you look at their team, they've got a they've got a complete team, right? Like I can't really see a weakness. Really, maybe maybe their bottom pair. It could be you know they could do something about that. Yeah. But other than that, like this is a fairly complete team, and you know like. I it, it's like they tasted success with when they made it to the finals and lost to the Pens. Yeah. So then the next year they traded for Hartman, that didn't work out. Last year they traded for Granlin and um, Simmons, and granted the Granlin deal was like they, you have to do that deal, but like I, I like now that they tasted being so close to victory. They're just gonna keep going for it, and it's just gonna keep burning them, right? The year, the year that they um, they made the Stanley Cup Finals, I think who did they didn't add much. They added like what PA Parental, and they made it to the finals that way, right? So I think that the Preds, they're gonna go big. They're gonna go for it again, make some big trade, and they're gonna pull Preds and not make it to the finals. All right, all right, all right, all right. Next one, we'll go to uh, New Jersey. Uh, hot take is Schneider is bought out or retires due to injury at the end of the season. So as you can tell, Jeffrey did most of the prep for this and I didn't do much. But but you have your hot take, your secondary hot takes, which, you know, add, add to everything. I don't know about this one, though. This one, I don't think so. I, I, think, I think he stays. For the $6 million. $6 million. But I can't blame him for for wanting to stay for six million. Yeah, like he's got a no trade clause, and he has not started the season well either. And granted, no one in New Jersey has really started the season well. So, like, I just see them as, hey, like they've got Hall to resign next year. They got He sure to resign next year. Like, 
what if they're like, hey, we realize that we need we want a bit more cap space. Let's just buy out Corey Schneider. I mean, he's only going to cost two million if he gets bought out. You know what happens to him? Actually, what? he what? gets LTIR'd. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not too far off. Actually, I think that's actually a not a bad thing for him. I think. I think he gets LTIR'd. I don't think he retires because the money is too good there. Yeah, he gets LTIR'd. You know what? That's actually probably a better hot take than mine. You should do Boom, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, like, like who who's like Mackenzie Blackwood looked kind of okay last season. Yeah, and he still has time to you know play better. But yeah, it's the goaltending in New Jersey right now needs to be fixed. I mean, after years of Brodeur, like it's hard to you know find goalie success again. So. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Uh, this is this one is one not a hard take. It's just a fuck you, Jeffrey. We're explicit. We, uh, can, we can do that. Um, Thomas Grice will be the start of the entire season. No Simeon Varlamov. So how's this? How's this a fuck fuck me? Because you were like, Simeon Varlamov will take over halfway through the seasons, but he won't. No, I said Thomas Grice would. Oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> So what were you saying? Uh, Thomas Grice will be the start of the entire season. There'll be no Simeon Varlamov involved. So you're agreeing with me from last episode. I am. I, I just I changed my mind on this one. Well, I mean, if you look at like the early season stats, I mean, Grice's head's in the bottom of Varlamov. So maybe this is going to happen way sooner than we thought. I mean, Varlamov's already been pulled. Yeah. For Grice. So, you know what? <laughs> We'll just move on from your mistake there. You know, I made a mistake last episode. You can make make a mistake this episode. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right, next one. The New York Rangers. They're going to make the playoffs. Ooh. I mean, they're not going to make it far into playoffs, but in the Metro, not too hard to see them not making the playoffs, actually. Right? Yeah, you know what? I, I can see that. Right, like, well, I mean, this was your, this was mainly your hot take, so I, yeah. I can see why I could see that. But you know, that like, okay, I think because of Benajad, he was amazing for my team last year in fantasy. I hope so. I don't know if you picked him up, but uh, he was gone before he, I got him. But I think, I think he was gone before I could grab him. But yeah. I think, I think he does. I think he is good enough to make it. Like he, yeah, he and Lundqvist is still Lundqvist at the end of the day. He hasn't faltered too much. The defense, I think there's still some there's some work there, but they're still pretty strong. And I think they sneak in a nice eighth, like the final final pick, uh, final uh, playoff team. Yeah. Uh, I guess my only worry will be when they're going to do Chris Kreider, right? Like if they move him, that's probably going to hurt their team team's playoff chance. Like I think it's if the Rangers are in a playoff, like race, yeah. They'll keep Kreider. If not, they'll trade him. Type of thing. So I think it's just gonna be dependent where they're at in February, and if they're if they're still kind of in it, I think they'll you know, uh, like they can they'll they can make the playoffs, especially in the Metro. All right. Uh, okay. Next, we'll move on to um the punching bag of all punching bags, Ottawa Senators. Um, this is not mine. Brady to Chuck will ask for a trade at some point during the season because I feel that 
the Tuchuk family has kind of has a little bit of influence on Brady. Um, and they will go, you know what, Brady? I think you can do better. And he will go, you know what, Dad? I agree. And we'll ask for a trade. We'll demand a trade, but we'll quietly go, you know, you could trade me. That would that'd be nice. And I think they – I don't know if they'll oblige, but that's what I think will happen. I just, I find it funny how both Brady and Matthew Kachuk both play on Canadian teams. I don't know. It's just me. But, um, like, for a guy who's entering the second year of his entry-level contract, like, is he really going to do that? Like, that – like being a dick in the sense of asking for a trade request already in sec- your second professional year in the NHL, does that just make you seem like a hard to deal with guy persona? Um, I think with the Senators, people have a little bit more leeway because they know the Senators is messy. Yeah, but I mean, he's getting top line minutes. He's, you know, and like this. The fact is, you know, he can can he not just play another two more years and then sign a uh, offer sheet? He could, but I think he wants out before that. No, that that's reasonable. I think. I just you you're just there with all these um you know people making private trade requests and. Yes. You know, we don't really hear about them, but I, I, I think it's definitely a hot take, Brady Kachuk. I don't agree with it, but, you know, I, it's definitely a hot take in the sense that it's very unlikely. You never know. You never know. I'm, we'll move on. This is a combined one because, Ooh, you know, you can't, talk about, here? you can't talk about Philadelphia without talking about Pittsburgh. So um, the hot take is at the end of the season, both teams would be tied in points in the standings. And they both be out of the playoffs. Oh, the the Penguins don't make the playoffs. Is that because of Malkin? I I think it's everything around Crosby and Malkin is going to cause them to not make the playoffs. And I think the Flyers probably have a better chance than the Pens of making the playoffs. I think. Yeah. Like Flyers, all their hope is resting on Carter Hart, and like. I was surprised. Like, when I saw the news, like, the other day, Carter Hart finally got his first shutout. I thought he got it last season already, but who knows. But, like, I just... The Metro's going to be tough, and the Caps and the Canes, I think, are cream of the crop in the Metro. You've put down the Rangers as making the... uh, Probably making the playoffs as well. So, that really leaves only one team, and I think in in the Metro, like, you've got the Isles... You've got the wild card teams over in the Atlantic Division too, right? Like Florida or like Montreal. So I just don't see. I think Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, they're going this separate directions, but I think they're going to both not make the playoffs. Okay, okay. Nothing to add there? No, that one's, yeah, I'm speechless on that one. All right. Let's talk about the, the Sharks then. Um, haven't started great, but. um. You have them make. You have them ending up in the conference final. I do. I believe in the Sharks. Like they, they've, they've got the talent for sure. But do you think that they can make it to their conference final? Yes. Even after, is Patrick Marleau their, their Lord and Savior? 
No. It's Kevin LeBanc and his contract. Kevin LeBanc's contract is the savior. Basically, yeah. That's true. Well, like you know, his deals are great. What we'll now consider how many LeBancs could he have gotten with that with that AAV? Well, I mean, Marlowe almost makes just as much as LeBanc. He's a three quarters of a LeBanc almost. Yeah, but yeah, I think they just started out slow. I think they're going to rebound, especially in the Pacific. But I, I always thought like. For San Jose, it's finals are bust for them, right? I don't think they've they've reached conference final, I think four times in the last fifteen years, which is you know pretty good in the NHL. I think their difficulty is making it to the Stanley Cup finals and winning the whole thing. I don't like they're like Nashville, right? They're like the Caps. They make it far. They they make it to the playoffs regularly, but they just can't get to the finals and win the whole thing. Caps have done it. The Preds are still waiting, and I think the Sharks are in that same boat too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I guess my only disagreement with your hot take there is just that I think for the Sharks to get over the hump, it's to make it to the Stanley Cup final. It's not the conference final for them anymore. Okay, okay, I can live with that. Okay, so speaking about Stanley Cups, we'll move on to uh, the current Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues. The hot take is... Um, Jay Bowmeister resigns with the Blues before Alex Petrangelo does. Yes. Yeah, you agree with that one? Yes, I just agree with that one. Yeah, like, okay, I know there's there's conversation already between Pietrangelo and the Blues, but for some reason, Armstrong seems to, you know, be signing guys like Justin Fall, signing Braden Shen to these extensions. So... It just seems like they're putting Pietrangelo off the side end. They have that safety valve already with Falk and Pareko, so... Yeah. But will, will Bowmeister ever retire? <laughs> I don't know. He has yet to play... I don't think he's played... A, he hasn't played a single season yet where he's played under 20 minutes. And, you know, he's got hard miles. He's looked a little bit slower. But the fact that he could still, you know, play 20 minutes in the NHL means he's got a job somewhere. And yeah. I think he, he's, he's happy in St. Louis right now. So, you know... You'll probably sign another extension maybe midway through the season, a little bit less than cap hit. But, you know, St. Louis gives them a chance to win the Cup, and I think they probably got maybe one more year. They've got at least three more years of contention. And I mean, at this rate, Bo Meester probably will play until his 40, 40s, maybe his 50s at this point. <laughs> okay. We promised that one arm. We're way over, so let's keep going. All right. Tampa. Uh, your <laughs> yeah, Tampa will not win the cup this season, and they will choke the second round, and John Cooper will get fired. You have him first round here in the prep. Sorry, first round. Well, he will do the first round again, and John Cooper will get fired. Uh, honestly, I don't think they're going to win the cup. I don't think they'll. I think they'll. They'll make it a bit farther. In the, they're not. They're not going to crash out in the first round again, can they? I think they are. Do you have them? Do you you, you think they're going to win the President's Trophy still? I don't know about the winning the President's Trophy. I think maybe Nashville is a better chance. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but I think they make it to the playoffs for sure. And like, are they going to be like? Sure. I mean, the last thing it's tough to rate, but like, are they going to yeah. be division champs or just like the two three um, matchup? Like, I can see the two three matchup if they. I can imagine them being. You know, first place sounds not too out of the. Out of the ordinary in the East, but I don't think they win the President's Trophy. 
And yeah. I think first round fired after they lose. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't keep a coach after two early first round playoff half exits when you're supposed to be Stanley Cup favorite. So you know, yeah, that makes sense. All right, next one, my beloved Leafs, and you 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 hate this one, but um, my, my hot take, it's terrible, but um, a first round pick will have a season ending injury. And okay, I'm not including the first just, round picks. Okay, I I'm not including just Leafs, but this could be if they're a first round pick anywhere any, at any time on any team. So it's Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, Kapanen. Spezza, Gautier, Riley, Cece, or Sandine. One of them is going to get a season-ending injury, and that's going to be Cece. I, I honestly don't know, buddy. You know, and these players are going to be on injury watch right now. But I just like the Leafs have been too lucky with injuries, and I grant granted Matthews was injured for more than just a couple of games last season, but. I think one of those are going to have an early season-ending injury, and it's going to screw up the Leafs. I mean, after watching them play against the Lightning the other day, um, so kinda, they're kinda, terrible in my book because this is a terrible take because it's just like, man, you never want to wish ill on someone like no, that, right? No, I'm not wishing this. I'm just this is my prediction. It's my hot take, so that's why I'm saying it. Yeah, all right, all right. But yeah, it, it, it's kind of dreadful. But you know, everybody who watches the Leafs can they can be on the you know, the nice uh, injury watch for one of those players. It's, yeah. that's, that's actually so terrible. I know. Well, I, I feel bad saying it, but it's kind of my excuse if the Leafs don't, don't do well. It's because I'm a guy injured. But, uh, All right, next one. Moving on. Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I don't know. It's not really a hot take, but uh, Jim Vanning is going to screw up a salary dump trade. <laughs> Oh, he already has by signing. He's not the greatest I have. So you think one of the guys in the 2018 free agents, Tim Scheller, Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, will get traded? Well, I think the uh, Luongo recapture penalty screwed him up really badly. And well, I that's think not Jim Benning's fault, though, right? I know, but he's going to do a trade, and he's going to screw it up even more. <laughs> so I'm going to counter and say that it's not going to be Antoine Roussel? No, I agree with that. I uh, think he's going to be LTIR'd. Okay, you can't put everyone in LTIR. I'm pretty sure he's on the LTIR right now, though. That's the thing, right? Yeah, but like, I mean, like they need, like I think they still need to make cap space for next year, maybe. But like, I think Tanev is the guy that they're gonna trade. But so my thing is, I think Anton Rousseau will never play in the NHL again. Oh, I thought you just I said. Think... Huh? I thought you just had like surgery on something. I didn't think it was that. Bad. He did have surgery, but I think he'll come back. Play in the AHL, just a condition. Just say, you know what? Like, I can't do this. No, at twenty. Well, that's that's young. And that's a lot of money to you know leave, I guess. But I mean, health is most important, right? Sorry, not an, an NHL game. An, NHL game for the Canucks. Sorry. Oh, so like he'll still you know play on another team eventually. Yeah, he'll just get bought out. Probably. Yeah. I mean, like. A lot of teams have bad cap situations, and asking Jim Benning to do a trade where he doesn't lose is really hard. Because my issue is that Tim Shaler and Jay Beagle. Yeah. Uh, like my thing was that they're not. It's not Tim Shaler because Tim Shaler has his contract ends the season. By the way, I think he thinking of Michael Furland. 
No, I'm. I was just thinking that they're. Gonna, I think they, they can't move Michael Furland. They just signed him, but I think they're going to move one of those guys because they're overpaid for what they're. But Tim shows just his contract ends this season, or they just won't resign him. No, no. But I'm saying for like this season, they're gonna they're gonna have to do because. Uh, no, I, I think Tim Jones stays. I think more likely than not, you'd be someone like Jordy Ben, maybe or. You can't uh, like Jordy Ben. I, I think it's like they need some cap space for this year. I think right, like they, Brandon Sutter, maybe. If he's healthy enough, I I, I think it's gonna be Chris Tanev, simply because he might actually have trade value, but Jim Rennie's gonna screw it up and get um like someone's gonna treat it as a salary dump, but he's gonna agree with them and he's gonna end up paying to get rid of Chris Tanev. Okay, okay, that's a pretty hard take. All right, and uh, two more, three more to go. Three more, three more to okay. go. We're almost there. Vegas. Cody Glass has the most points out of all three Vegas first round picks. Who are the three Vegas first round picks, Jeffrey? Uh, Cody Glass, Nick Suzuki, and Eric Brandstrom. I mean, it's not hard. So it's mostly just Nick Suzuki or Cody Glass, right? It's, it's unlikely it'd be Brandstrom. Well, I, I get Brandstrom's a defenseman, but you know, defensemen can still put up points. Oh, I'm not saying they can't, but... He plays on Ottawa? No, I expect that, you know, if he, like... It, we're expecting that it's Cody Glass gets the most points because he's playing well, right? Not because the others are playing poorly. Yeah, and, like, he, he's on a great line right now with um, Stone and Pacioretty, which, you know, kind of helps him out. But also the fact that Vegas is so... Close to the cap that I think he has to stay on the team, right? They can't call, really call up anyone else or like get anyone else to play because they just don't have the cap space to you know accommodate for that. So I think he's he's in a good position. He'll probably stick with the team for the entire season and you know put up some good points. I can live with that. All right, two more now. All right, Washington. Braden Hopey won't get an extension until the end of the season, and I honestly don't think he will get an extension. Oh. You think he is going to join a new team next season? Well, do you just not see Barbosky get ten million dollars? Yeah, but so but if he's not going to resign, he's going to go to another team, right? Yeah. So you think he play, he ends up on another team? Well, I mean, he could end up back with the Caps, but it's not going to be an extent. Like he's not going to sign an extension. I think he's going to test free agency. Like his numbers oh. are good. Capitals still have to resign Backstrom, and I mean, I think Holpe. Best for, the best thing for him would be to go out into the open market and see if someone will offer him six to eight years. I don't think Capitals are going to be able to do that, so I think he has to. Like, I just don't think the Capitals are going to be willing to sign him to like a six or eight year, six to eight year deal. That's all I take. Well, okay, if you look at your team, right? Like, they have to sign Backstrom this season. Next year they're going to sign Ovechkin, right? I mean, like, they still got a pretty good team, but can you commit six to eight more years to a Braden Holpe, who's 30 and who's already, like, his numbers have been declining? I guess, but I've got a, a different hot take for next season for Washington now that you mentioned that. Yeah. I think Ovechkin signs a below-market deal. I think any deal that Ovechkin signs is going to be below-market. No, like a very, very much below-market deal. Yeah, like I think Ovechkin, like, what what would below market be? I'd say his market below market would be anything under 
11? Yeah. I'd say he signs for like eight and a half, nine. Yeah. How, how much does that have to do with that he's already won a cup? I think he wants another one. Yeah. Right. He's, you also, we also saw how much fun he had after he won that one. I think he's thinking, you know what? I've made a crap ton of money in my life. Two million for another one of those summers. Sign me up. Like, I, I like nine million is still a lot of money. It's definitely below market value for Ovechkin. Do you see Ovechkin signing for say five million? No, 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 no. No, two. That's no. a bit too low. That's a bit too low. The least I can see him signing for eight. Because he's the number eight. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know what? Yeah, he'll probably just sign for eight. That just makes sense, right? Everyone's signing for their jersey number now, right? So, eight yeah. million, or maybe it would be eight, eight, just all eights, right? Eight million. Eight. Yeah, eight, eighty-eight million dollar deal for eight years. Yeah. No, I can see that too. Eight, he, he's not signing an eight year deal. Come on. Uh, he's, you 30, don't know. he's 34. He's not playing until he's 42. And no, he, said he, he said he's wanted to play. The Caps aren't going to be stupid enough to do that. Mm, I don't know. There's a lot of respect for him. I don't. Okay. And at the end of the day, if Ted Leonis says that, then he's kind of – that's it, right? Okay. Maybe, but you know what? I, I like the $8 million for him. All right. Last but not least, the Winnipeg Jets. Um, hot take is uh, – Buffalo will come back in the new year and will be absolutely ineffective and he'll re- retire. That's my hot take right there. I mean... I- he, will, he will pull a... He will pull a Nylander. But Nylander didn't retire. retire. And then retire. So he- I think he'll come in the new season Yeah, and just say, you know what? Like, I'll play this last season. But then he'll go, you know what? Uh, you know what? This is such a rough year. I don't really want to play this anymore. So, right? Like, the obvious reason right now is hey, we're not sure if he actually wants to play, right? Like, that's why he's here. Yeah. So I think he just ends up going, you know, fuck it. So he's playing a Mike Fisher, not an Alex ne- like not like a William Nylander. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I hope he comes back. It's it's kind of a sad way to leave, but that just might be the way he, you know, leaves, I guess. Yeah. And All right, and with that sad note. That's 31 um, teams. That is 31 teams, 31 bad, no, they're hot takes. They're just bad takes for a bunch of them. No, some of them are hot. Some of them are bad. Maybe they're just all takes. They're all takes. We'll call them hot takes. But, or spicy takes. But um, that's kind of... Basically, it's just kind of like our season preview almost, I guess, right? Yeah. Literally just yeah a, it's our second season preview, but, you know, it's 31... I don't know. How will you describe these takes, Austin? What's bad. your adjective? Bad? <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to be our episode title, 31 Bad Takes, right? Brought to you by um, Jeffrey and Austin. Uh, do you have any final thoughts there, Austin? Love y'all. <laughs> nothing else no not for me okay well I uh, hope you guys all love y'all Pardon? stay safe and we love y'all okay well um, 
Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, thank you, Anchor, for ho- uh, hosting us. Thank you for the National Podcast Network for, you know, being great and retweeting our um, our links to our episodes and, you know, just giving us another platform. And, yeah, um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to the Bag Fucks Podcast, part of the National Podcast Network. You want to complain about us? You can tweet us at BOP underscore POD on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.